Hi there, and welcome to the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. My name is Katie, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope you enjoy the show. If you are a returning listener, thanks so much for being here. And if you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy. This is episode number 134, Saying No. Hey there, minimalists. Oh my goodness. Again, it's been quite a while. It has been quite the time. Uh, You know what? I have thoughts and things I want to say about that, and hopefully I get to those in a little bit, but let's just dive right into this show, okay? For my personal update, I have to say I almost didn't even open up this can of worms because basically a whole lot of stuff has happened in the last few months. I could dive into a life update right now, but I think I'll just share as needed throughout this podcast episode, and I think that will be much more beneficial. Nothing super crazy has happened, just lots of little catastrophes, and we did lose our sweet sneaky kitty. She was 19 and a half years old, and that was so hard. We lost her about a month ago at this point, and it was tough. She was the first of the original gang, and you know what? Now the whole entire initial crew is is passed away and has crossed the rainbow bridge. And it's so, it's like a special kind of hurt, honestly. But other than that, nothing really catastrophic has happened. There's just been so much life (laughs) that has happened. And I've been learning a lot from it and it's been really great. So I, other than, you know, wanting to tell you about Sneaky, some of you have seen her in all of my YouTube videos and things like that. I just, I just thought I would share that and uh, let's just go into the other things we've got for general personal update, which I love to share because it shows you how I am actually living minimalism. It's so important for me to share this part. As far as my goals go, I've generally been doing pretty well. Not only have I been doing breath work daily, which was something that I really wanted to do as part of my revamp of my goals in July, I also was able to Join the Pause Breathwork Facilitator training program. I am ecstatic, my friends. Like, this has been the best thing ever. I love it. It took a lot of effort to get to this point. I have been in the program for about about a month and I'm almost ready to start practicing breathwork. So, uh, you'll be hearing more about that, I'm sure, but so very exciting. I have been looking at breathwork in a lot of different ways, but this is something that has always bothered me about telling you guys about emotional minimalism and just sort of my anecdotal, this is what I like to do and things like that and feeling like I could help you more, but I really didn't know how. This is the biggest reason why I am excited to bring breathwork to all of you, as well as um, others in my personal life and setting up a studio or however that ends up happening. I'm just really excited. One of my other goals was to have our family eat as much produce as possible out of our garden. First of all, the garden was such a joy this year. It was a great year of learning. It was a wonderful benefit to our family. We did eat as much as we could out of the garden until the end. The end got a little sticky. I will tell you what, I, I, uh, I'm accident prone on stairs, my friends, and I sort of really messed up my toes. They're doing much better now, but I I fell down a couple of stairs and really messed them up. And so I was basically stuck in the house for a little while. I could go some places, like out my front door, there's cement and stuff like that. But in the backyard, we're still working on that. And every time I went back there, I just seemed to hurt my toes more. So the garden sort of died in a sad way, which was very upsetting. However, 
given all the circumstances, I think we did great with the garden this year. It's the biggest garden I've ever had, and it was wonderful. I'm already planning next year's garden and so excited about it. Another goal that I had was to cut flowers from the garden for as long as we could, and I wanted to do that twice a month, and we absolutely did that. I actually have a little bit of status left out there that I should probably go and cut and bring it in before the snow covers it up. But it has been lovely to have those bouquets and just enjoy their presence and the reminder in the home, but also to look out the windows and see the garden. It's been really nice. My goals are what always bring me back to minimalism. Initially, goals are what started minimalism. In a lot of ways, I was sick and tired of not having enough time for my family. And it grew into, well, I'm tired of not having enough time for myself. I'm tired of not having enough time to do all the things that I want to do. And I found that I was saying yes to too many possessions, but I was also saying yes to too many obligations. This last month, the last like 40 days, has been overwhelming and full of things. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some are things that I said yes to, and they were just, there were too many yeses that I said. And then sometimes life said yes for me on my behalf without my permission. And there were some bad things like our cat passing away and having a lot of time about a week before that where she was needing a lot of care and attention. And that was a real struggle. It was really hard. So sometimes life says yes. Sometimes we say yes. And if I'm honest, I will have to say that it has been a year of saying yes yes, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can take care of that. Yes, I will be happy to do that. As I told my husband the other night, my new motto is the answer is no, unless I really want to, with a long pause between no and unless I really want to. We can absolutely bless ourselves and our families and our communities with saying yes. And I'm not saying just start saying no to everything. You'll be better. Like, no, that's really not how it should work. Uh, it's essential for the health of the community, even whatever community we're talking about. There are so many different types of communities, but for our different communities in which we participate, it's important to say yes. It builds the community up. It it allows for more to get done. But how often do we say yes when we should really be saying no? Sometimes our communities have great ideas of things that they want to have done when really it's not necessary or perhaps could easily be simplified or done by someone that is really passionate about that thing. And that, that's another side of saying yes to things in the community. In my personal life, saying yes to too much has definitely brought a lot of stress and anxiety and a messy in a lot of different ways home And it usually means saying no to my mental health, to my exercise, to my healthy meals, to the good care of my home contributions, to my relationships. Fun is really important to me. I want to have a fun time with my family. I want to build memories. I want to make memories doing fun things and enjoying that time with them. I want to have fun with my friends. I want to have fun on my solo adventures, whatever those might be. So when that disappears and all this other stuff is being said no to, that's incredibly important. It's definitely a sign that I have said yes to too many things and that I need to circle back around and bring it back to saying yes to healthy food. Yes to exercise. Yes to my family. Yes to my various relationships and yes to fun. I know everyone goes through periods where there are lots of yeses that are necessary, but resting periods are also essential. 
And better yet, where's the growth in finding a better balance? (laughs) Because I feel like that's where I am after this last year, but particularly this last month, it kind of felt like a pressure cooker. There was so much stuff that I had said yes to, and it just built and built and built and finally came to me saying, I'm going to say no to everything. That's probably not the best balance. Although right now, maybe that is the balance in my life. Maybe I said yes for 10 months and now I'm going to say no for a month. And maybe that's, maybe that's the balance for me. Sometimes that's kind of how I work, but I feel like it's also a growth opportunity for me to kind of take a look at what I've said yes to take a look at what is happening in my life and be able to say, well, how could I do this better next time? In particular, the last couple of weeks, I was starting to feel pretty resentful about some things that were oh, basically that I'd said yes to. And I finally stopped and asked myself, wait, 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 wait. First of all, you're the one that said yes, so you can't get mad at anybody else. And secondly, what can you learn from this? So these were my top takeaways for finding a better balance and also just strengthening myself for saying no more frequently. While a lot of the things that I said yes to were actually essential the last year, there were some things that I had to do. There were a lot of things that I could have possibly simplified, tapered down, things like that. And that is kind of what I want to work on, getting back into the habit of with this new lifestyle where there are a lot of different adjustments. I feel like I'm more settled in. I know more what I need in this new space and this new time of life. I feel like now I need to kind of take inventory. And so that's what I did over the weekend and kind of what I want to express here and integrate it into my life so that it's not just like a list of things that I can do and you know, maybe in the future someday I'll do those. Like I want to integrate this. I want it to become a part of who I am. So hopefully some of these things that I've written down will be helpful for you too. The first thing I want to do is make sure that before I say yes, I take my time in saying yes. I want to think through the time commitment. I want to think through the financial commitment and the mental commitment. I know sometimes we want that people-pleasing part of us. Oh my goodness, the people-pleasing part of us there. A lot of us have that. And it comes to this point where we just say yes immediately because we can't handle saying no and wondering what will they think of us? What are the bad things that will happen to us because we say no? What will the repercussions be? And so in the future, I want to respect myself enough to say, I'm going to need some time to think about that. And if they find someone else to take care of the job in the time that it takes for me to get back to them, then that's okay. Maybe that's the way it meant it was meant to be. But someone that comes to you and presents, for instance, okay, I'm just going to put this out there. I was asked to do something. I'm not going to be specific about what it was, but I was asked to do something a couple of weeks ago. And I said yes, and it was right after Sneaky passed away. So I was already in a tough time, and I really wasn't sure of the mental commitment that I could offer at that point. I was very emotional about our kitty. I was trying to comfort my daughter, whose cat she really was, and it was just really a difficult time. And it was a time to be quiet in our home and to to be very reflective. And I feel like I didn't really end up honoring that because I had to say yes. And and this person kept on coming and asking me like, Hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And they weren't like super rude or anything like that, but 
they definitely needed an answer. There was a deadline on this. I should have said, let me take my time in thinking about this before I say yes. And I should have followed that up with actually thinking through the time commitment. I should have taken the time to write out like a time chart, like how how many hours will this take? How many minutes? How many days? What am I actually committing to here? I did not do that thoroughly. And I, you know, the project ended up being fine. I said yes, and it turned out great, but I still wish that I would have given myself that permission to just say, you know what? I'm going to need a little time to consider whether I can actually do this well or not. The other thing I learned is that after a year of spinning plates to settle into a new state, a new home, a new lifestyle, yes, it is so different living in a Sticks and Bricks home versus a an RV. It's It's just time for me to sort out my desires and give those desires love and attention. One of the things that has bothered me is ever since I put out the last podcast episode, I've had all these things that I've said yes to, and it has left pretty much zero time for myself. It was so frustrating to me because this is something that I love doing. I really do. I love podcasting. I love that I have a place where I can share my thoughts. I have grown to really settle into the way that I take notes and decide what I want to talk about. And all of that has been working really well for me. I cannot tell you how much it means that there are thousands of people that listen to my podcast, even in this time that I took, just not just since this last podcast episode, but since last July, July of 2022, my podcast kept on getting listened to thousands of times every single week. And that meant so much to me that I had put something out there that was helpful in one way or another to all of you. It is so incredibly important for me to give love and attention and my a little piece of my soul to this podcast. It is incredibly important. Saying yes to all that other stuff, some of which was really meaningless in a lot of ways, it took away from something that I want to give that love and attention to. And that was not worth the sacrifice. It really, really wasn't. I learned from it and I have gained so much insight into how I work and my personal beliefs and my commitments and committing to myself. And all of those things are so valuable. But moving forward, I do not want to take time away from those desires that I have to give love and attention to a few specific things that need it. They really, really need it. Call it your gut feeling, your intuition, higher self, whatever you want to call it. When we don't listen to those things, it usually doesn't work out well. And that's kind of what has happened in the last month in particular. It was a situation where it all just sort of came to a head. The result is that I've learned all this stuff, but it cost me a lot of stress and sacrifice. One of the big things I want to speak to on kind of that topic is last year, July of 2022, was the month that I quit podcasting. I know I put out that last episode in August, but I and I had every intention to keep on podcasting every week, but I didn't have the commitment and I didn't also take a look at the other things I'd already committed to and how much I hadn't taken a look at how much time they were actually going to take. So, you know, I didn't sort that out well. And I'm glad that I just put a podcast out, episode out there anyway. Hopefully it was valuable to you in some way for me to do that. But last year, 
it's not that I didn't have anything else to say. It's not that I didn't feel passionate about the podcast anymore. It's not that I didn't want to do it anymore, that I was tired of it. It was none of those things. It was literally that I had sunk into all of the things that were necessary, but I had not given myself enough grace and time to have some fun. And that is really essential to keep on going. And fun can look like a lot of different things. Maybe it's a bubble bath to you. Maybe it's going on a hike to you. Maybe it's literally like watching a comedy or something like that. Fun means a lot of different things, but some some light in our lives, for me anyway, it is so essential to keeping on going and to working through the hard stuff, the mundane stuff, the things that are totally essential that we say yes to every single day that we really wish we didn't have to, but again, essential. I set myself aside for a long time out of fear. I was afraid that when we moved, it would be disruptive to my children. I feared that my husband's job change would be difficult. And I put it on myself to take care of all of that and make sure everyone was okay. And while that was good in some ways, it also took away all the fun and I felt so much stress and pressure. And I said yes to so many things, even yes to carrying burdens like the emotional or mental burdens that may or may not have even existed. <laughs> so I would, for instance, I was worried about my husband every single day when he went to work for a whole year when he was doing great. I could have let that go. I could have said, you know what? He's great just fine. He's doing better than fine. He's doing well. I can let that go. And it's not my responsibility to worry about that. It's done. I wish I would have taken more time for myself because the stress and the culmination of all the yeses really kind of took me down until last month when it was like, okay, this is it. Now it is the season of no, (laughs) unless I want to. Again, I'm not sure that's the healthiest thing. I wish that in the last year I would have had more fun. I wish I would have been more present. I wish I would have been more whatever. I wish I would have made time to podcast. I wish I would have said, look, here's the boundary. This is when I podcast. This is what I'm doing. And I love you all, but have fun while I do this. The next thing I want to talk about is some ownership because while there was very, very little free time, I did waste a lot of time trying to numb my mind on like social media, watching YouTube videos, whatever. And a lot of it was learning. I mean, I can't tell you how many garden videos I've watched. I probably have a master's degree off of all the YouTube videos I've watched. But practicing some digital minimalism would have been so much more helpful because I could have either rested during that time, like truly rested my mind. I could have been more present in my life. I could have said to myself, hey, do you want to spend an hour on your phone or do you want to spend an hour going on a walk? I know for me, when I put it like that, I can see much more clearly, I want to go on the walk. I don't want to sit here on my phone for an hour. Again, all in a good balance and all that sort of thing, but I could have taken more ownership of my time. And it's actually something I'm actively doing right now. And it's challenging because I have found kind of my niches that I love to follow and uh, the people I like to listen to. And Uh, it's hard. It's hard to really minimize that and decide, well, okay, I may love these things, but how often do I really want to spend watching all this stuff? Do I have to catch every single video? Do I have to catch every single reel? No, I really don't. 
The last thing that I want to talk about that I really learned and that hit home to me this last week as I was taking inventory is that I'm grateful that even though it's been stressful, I took a few minutes each day to do some meditative breath work and I made sure that I attended my classes for my program. It was so important to me that I do that and so valuable. It really kept me in a much more lifted state than I would have been had I not been doing that. And basically, I would say that I had more times where my head came above water emotionally because I was doing that. But there were some times when I was falling into anxiety pretty badly where breathwork kept me out of it. It allowed me to sleep better. It allowed me to kind of see where I was going in spite of all the freaking out I was doing inside. So that, I would say, was a benefit. However, oh my goodness, I would love to expand that and do so much better with that the next time that I'm in a season of yes. With that being said, what will I do in the future? I will remember that time is the most precious commodity. I'm trying to get that like really ingrained into my head because it really is the most precious commodity. And we have to ask ourselves, what actually deserves my time? What will truly bless my community, my family, my relationships or whatever? I would also say that I'm going to try hard to not take things so seriously. And I want to have fun during the in-between. Sometimes I get stuck in the groove of this is serious. I have to get this done. I'm stressed out. And I don't pull myself out of that enough to just have fun when I had an hour where I could have had fun, lifted myself up, revitalized, and rejuvenated my system, and I didn't do it. Instead, I just stressed out and maybe I stayed on my phone too long thinking that that would numb the pain. But really, that all just comes washing back over eventually. It's like putting a dam up and thinking that's going to just take care of the water forever. It won't. It really won't. Eventually that dam breaks and then the emotions and all the things come. We can't hold it back. Lastly, I will never waste a good trigger. I've had some doozy triggers this last year. Oh my goodness. And you know what? Every single one of them, as I've processed them, has turned out to be for my good. Over the last couple of weeks, I haven't done much with the triggers until I remembered that I was wasting a growth opportunity. And this over the weekend, kind of once everything was done, all my obligations were over with and everything kind of was like wrapped up and I was washing my hands of all of this stuff. I realized that I realized I was wasting growth opportunities and I wanted to process some of those wounds that came up. I really wish I would have done that the whole time though, kind of like how I wished that I would have been having fun the whole time. I wish I would have been kind of working through and feeling through some of those triggers as I was in the midst of all of this stuff. Again, I could have practiced some minimalism in other areas like time minimalism. (laughs) What am I giving my time to in some other areas that was wasteful? And I could have had more time to be able to both process that stuff as well as balance that out with like the fun, the good things, the memory making and all of that sort of thing. I'm glad that I did it over the weekend. I'm so glad I spent a good few hours journaling, breathing. I set up a whole like personal inventory thing. It was a great time and I've learned so much and I feel strengthened for the future, but I still wish I would have done that during, in the midst of the craziness, it would have been good to have recognized some of those triggers and and just ask myself some questions like, why is that bothering you? How can you take better care of yourself? 
what, what can I do to kind of soothe this now instead of wait until it's built up? I know that some of us are still in a stage of saying yes. And I want to name that. If you're doing great, that's awesome. And maybe you love the yes stage. I know a lot of people do love the yes stage. I am just one of those I'm an introvert and it it just sucks so much energy out of me until I feel like I'm a dead battery. So I just really have to be careful with, with my energy personally, but some people love it and they're thriving. And maybe you want to take note of why the yes stage is going so well for you. And remember that for the future, that it could be a really good practice or exercise. You might also be mid yes stage and feeling super overwhelmed and I would recommend that you start taking some of these things that I've mentioned, anything that like felt right to you, and start saying no to more right now. Like it doesn't have to be mean. You don't have to say no to everything. But if you kind of start thinning out the obligations, that's the nice thing about obligations. A lot of times they have like a, an end period. There's an expiration date there. And you can make it to that point. But if you keep on saying yes, there will never be an expiration period. It will just be like you will keep on saying yes, you'll keep on being in that busyness. The project will just look different. So if you can start saying no to some things right now, that could be of great benefit. Like I said, saying no doesn't have to be mean or or super abrasive. Often those things don't bless our lives in the long run anyway and can bring on different feelings of guilt or trying to justify why we were so mean or being resentful that the person didn't understand why we said no. And that causes its own problems, right? So I think that if you just can find a way to say, you know, I need some personal time right now, so that won't work for me. Another one I'm going to tuck away is I can't be flexible in my schedule right now. Another way to say no is that sounds like a great opportunity, but unfortunately, I don't have time for that right now. I wanted to share some of these examples with you so that you could see like, those are not mean ways of saying no. They're firm. They're not giving excuses. They're not oversharing as to why you can't do it. I think all of these things are pretty firm, but they're good ways of saying no. Overall, I just want you to know that I hear you. Sometimes the yes stages are great. Sometimes the no stages are great. Sometimes we're stuck in the middle and we feel overwhelmed, but hopefully we can take some time to still care for ourselves and make sure that we're giving to ourselves the love and attention that we need, the projects we're passionate about, getting some love and attention, and also being able to process some of those things that we're feeling as we're going through this, because it is amazing how much our worth, our personal value, how we feel about others and ourselves. It's all a reflection when we get into the overwhelm, stressed out kind of state. I know that that's where a lot of my triggers went to and that's what I was able to process. And as soon as I did that, as soon as I processed some of that stuff and did my whole woo-woo morning, I was able to say, wow, okay. So I didn't have to hold that resentment for that person. What I was really resenting was what happened, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm not going to share all that stuff because it would take too long and it's deeply personal. But a lot of times we start looking at those triggers and it's not the person that is actively triggering us. It's something that happened in our past and we can take a better view of what we're going through if we process some of that stuff. My minimalist challenge for you is to take inventory of your life right now. What stage are you in and do you need to adjust? Are you in the 
in between? Are you in yes mode? Or are you in no mode? Where would you like to be? I think settling into that and kind of envisioning that, like what would I really enjoy my life to be like right now, kind of will help us to make better decisions for our yeses or nos in the future. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. And remember, it is all about the experiences, not the stuff. We'll see you next time.